Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Bobby, welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Doing really good. Excited to talk to you. Let's let's kick this off. Please tell my audience of Morning Upgraders who you are, what you do for a living, and then something you're grateful for right now. All right. So I am Bobby Kaler. I am, since 2000, I've been an entrepreneur. And in that time, I have, I, I've done coaching. I've been a facilitator. I've been a professional speaker and I'm an author. I've coached more than 3000 people in that time. And I'm kind of making a shift right now, Ryan, where as much as I love coaching, I really want to shift more to developing more content and more online courses because I just want to have a, a bigger reach than I can have if I'm coaching people one-on-one. So, so that's kind of a little bit about you know what's going on there. And, and I do that in the area of self-leadership and in helping people find their next step forward. Because I think a lot of times in life, we end up being blocked for whatever reason. You know, We don't know how to move forward. And that's what I love helping people do, open up new possibilities for themselves. And one thing that I, well, one thing that I'm grateful for right now, there's so many, but one would just be, you know, my, my health, my fitness, and that I get to enjoy another, another beautiful day on this earth. That is definitely something to be grateful for. Were you in corporate America before, before 2000? Just curious. Yeah, I worked at a mid-sized law firm in Chicago and I started there as a way to pay my way through college. Cause I, I didn't, you know, I, I had to pay my own way. And I moved up and I eventually took over doing the training and development for them. And, and I loved that. I absolutely loved it. But there just came a point, Ryan, where it was like, I've gone as far as I can in this role and I just want to do something more. That's why I left, even though I, I loved the people I was working with. Good for you for having the courage to recognize that and then make the change. You know, not everyone <laughs> takes that leap. <clears throat> you know, it's scary. There, it is a scary leap. And there were plenty. Of, I did have I had supporters and I also had people who were like, are you out of your mind? And I'm like, it's it's entirely possible that I am, but I'm still doing it. <laughs> we're, we're all out of our minds to, to an extent, you know, so. That's right. <laughs> what do your mornings look like? How do you start your day? Well, it varies a little bit depending on where we are, because we split our time between our, between our two homes. You know, we have a home here in, in Colorado, way up high in the Rockies. This is where we spend our winters because we love cross-country skiing and snowshoeing and everything that has to do with winter. The rest of the year, we spend our time in Arkansas. So there, but there's some commonalities. So I start every day before I get out of bed. I start by just taking a few minutes to, if you want to say, talk to God, talk to the universe, whatever, but just to express my gratitude for waking up, for everything that I have, for having another day, and also just kind of tapping into, you know, how, how can I, I'm here to serve others. How can I do that? And I get a lot of inspiration in those. I don't know, it could be five, 10, 15 minutes. It's, I don't have it on a timer because it just kind of runs its course, but it, it just p- kind of puts me in the right frame of mind. So that's the first thing I do. Another thing that I, that I do is I start the day with, it's either meditation because I have a couple different apps I use and not a long meditation. It's usually five to 12 minutes of meditation via an app. So there's that. And then some kind of movement, whether that's stretching whether that's, this is where it, it varies. Here, where we are right now in Colorado, when we wake up in the morning, it can be 15 degrees below zero. I'm not super excited to go outside and walk the dogs when nope, it's 15 nope. degrees below zero. 
And they're not excited to be out there either. But now when we're in Arkansas and we wake up, it can be hot even by the time we wake up. So in Arkansas, we tend to get up, you know, after those first two things I described and take the dogs for a walk. So that that's the variance, you know, what's the, what's the physical activity. And, um, but that in general, it, it just kind of, it kind of gets me going for the day. What app do you use for the meditation? There's two different apps I love. One is it's a PQ app and that stands for positive intelligence. That is not a free app. It's so incredible because it synthesizes research from neuroscience from performance psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, and uh, positive psychology. And it's it's very focused on helping us quiet those inner saboteurs, which we all have, you know, that inner voice or inner voices that get in our way and really tap into our sage. And, and um, I actually became a coach in that methodology because I love it so much. So there's that one. Another one that I think is still free is called Healthy Minds. And that again is, it was developed by researchers and scientists. And I just, I absolutely love those two, those two apps. I have not heard of both of those. That's, 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 um, I, I, I've used Insight Timer. Now I use mm-hmm. Calm. And yeah. then there's Headspace, which is like the big one, but I don't, I don't use that one. But those two I have not heard. So they're both really fascinating. And, Part of what I like about both is if you want to, you can also go in and learn more about the science behind it. Like they have like, they have education modules as well that I don't listen to during that time in the morning, but I just kind of like, I'm kind of geeky that way. I like to know what's going on in my brain. And so that's one of the reasons I like both of them. I'll just wrap up with the, on, on the Calm app. What I like about that is they, it's a 10 minute daily meditation for those listening and it weaves in a life lesson. So basically Ooh. it's guided meditation. Most of the time you're just listening to beautiful sounds of water or whatever. And then uh, towards the end, like when it's about to wrap up, they weave in a life lesson, like, you know, self-love, whatever the case is. And so for me, it's kind of like a double whammy. And so yeah. I go with that. I but love that. I also want to pull something out. You said about, I've been playing around with that time. Like when you when your eyeballs open up, like that for those first five minutes, I find that, mm-hmm. I find it's really crucial that time period when you're first waking up. Everything's so peaceful. You just woke up and I've been using that time to think about like what I'm grateful for. And I've mentioned yeah. it a few times now. So my audience is probably like, here he goes again, talking about <laughs> it again. But, but, um, those first five minutes, just thinking about what I'm grateful for and just letting my brain just kind of wander around those thoughts. So it sounds like it's kind of similar to what you're saying. You're just, you're just going a different angle, but you're using that those, those, you know, those first moments when you wake up. I love it. Yeah. It's such a powerful time, you it know? Is. In, especially because I think, you know, I do a lot, of, a lot of writing, Ryan, a lot of content creation. And what I find is that when I'm quiet in those first few moments, like a lot of answers come to me or ideas come to me, but also inspiration. Like it really puts me, it connects me to my spirit. If You know, like, like I'm just, it just inspires me in those moments. And I think there are very powerful moments. And, you know, what I used to do is I'd reach for my phone and see what was going on that's a horrible way to start the day for me. I mean, maybe it works for some people, but man, that's yeah. a surefire way to get me off on the wrong foot. Yep. hundred percent agree. <laughs> not easy to do though. It's a lot, a lot of discipline. No. Yeah. Uh, it's right. like, I'm not doing it, not doing it. <laughs> so let's talk about your coaching business. I, I want to pull, pull out any gems you have around growing your business because you've been a mm. coach for 23 years and that's a hard business because you're like, you really have to sell yourself and someone is going to work with you. They're really buying you and what they believe you can do for them. Um, and so what have you, 
What have you done to grow your business over these 23 years? Anything stand out? I don't know if there's any one thing, Ryan. It's more like knowing what value you provide, which, you know, there's nothing earth shattering about that, but really tapping into that. Like, I find that I am most successful when I'm not worried about outcomes, but when I'm worried about, you know, really pouring into how do I give more to the people that I'm serving? How do I really show up for them? How do I be present for them? That's just one of the best things. And, it, and it's like, it's not a very satisfying answer because it's not concrete, right? It's not like, here's the checklist, let's go do it. But there's that. Another thing I'd really say is that as an entrepreneur, especially for so many years, when you're in it by yourself, you, you can make the mistake of looking inward too much. And I find that I'm at my best, most creative, more things are happening when I'm actively connecting with other people. And it's not to connect because, oh, this person's going to be a good lead for me, or this person's going to be, you know, whatever. It's just to connect with other people who are like-minded because that keeps that energy going and it keeps the momentum going, if, mm. if that makes sense. It does. I mean, I know we don't know each other that well. I was on your podcast, now you're on mine. But what I will tell you is that from my, at least my perspective, you have, you seem to have a lot of confidence and certainty in yourself. Mm. And so I'm guessing the prospect probably feels that too. And that probably yeah. helps. Probably like Bobby knows her stuff. She can help me because you just, you have like a vibe of confidence around you. Just saying. Well, thank it. you. <laughs> you know, I appreciate that. I mean, that, that that's good feedback. It's funny when you say that because especially when I was, because I used to, I used to sell programs into corporations as well, which is a whole different ball of wax. But one of the things that I got feedback on a lot, and I think it's related to what you're saying, but it's the confidence, but that confidence allows me to really, really listen to the problems of the people that I'm even just, even just when they're a prospect. And I had so many prospects over the years say, wow, I always got the feeling that nobody knew us or our problems the way you did. And then I think that in turn helps people feel more confident because if you understand their problem, they're more confident that you can help them find a solution, if you know what I mean. How do you listen well? I'm trying to get better at that. And I'm trying to listen with the purpose of actually listening, not thinking about what am I going to say next? But I find that if I don't think about what I'm going to say next, then when it comes time to talk, I have nothing to say because I wasn't thinking about what I was going to say. I don't know if that makes mm, any sense. I need yeah. to listen better. Okay. So what you just identified, Ryan, is a huge piece of it. We call it setting aside your own agenda. And I think it was Stephen Covey who said that most people, when they're listening, they're not really truly listening to understand. They're listening to respond. And people can feel that. So when you're listening to understand, it's kind of trusting that you will have, you, you will have something to say when the time comes but you're really, truly listening to understand. And, and so many times the questions that I asked, like when I was coaching, I don't even know if they're full of questions, but someone would tell me something, I'm really in it. And I'd just say, you know, I heard you say X. Like that's the big question. And then they're off to the races with it. But the other thing that I found in, in what you're describing there, I used to do a lot of coaching with managers. I, I teach them how to become coaches for their team. And that's something that, that would always get in their way. Like I have to have something to say. And my question was always, okay, true, but how fast do you have to have something to say? You know, you, you don't have to fill in the space as soon as someone stops talking. That's true. <laughs> you know, it's okay if there's a pause. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I'm so glad you asked this question. One time I was coaching this manager and he's like, I'm just not good with words. I'm not good with words. They never appear. And I'm like, you know what? It's, it's perfectly okay to say, say to someone, hey, I'm processing what you just told me. 
give me a second and then yeah. ask your question or, or whatever. But it, and, and then the funny thing is, as soon as he was equipped with that little thing that he could say, he's like, I never needed it because it takes that pressure away. And a lot of times it's that pressure that we feel that keeps us from listening at a really deep level. And I like what you said about paraphrasing what they say back to them. Oh. So they know you're listening. That's right. And it's not to be a tape recorder, right? It's just to pick up on something that they said. And you've done that a number of times throughout this this podcast already, by the way. Hmm. Okay, good. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Let's, know <laughs> <Excellent. laughs> Let's talk about your habits. Do you have any pillar habits that you rely on to, to be the best version of yourself uh, professionally or, or personally? Well, I, I think for me, those are very much intertwined, right? Because I, I don't, you know, my life doesn't, I mean, my work doesn't drive my life by any stretch of the imagination, but they are, they're, you know, they're put together. So some of my key habits would be, uh, I get good sleep. Sleep is important. I used to be one of those people who'd be like, oh, I only need two to three hours of sleep a night. And I didn't take care of that. And that ended me up into uh, a, a, an illness that it took almost 10 years to recover from. And I had two different doctors say, you're just incredibly lucky to be alive. So I learned the hard way. You need to take care of that. And very closely related to that is I protect my health. And and I should say, I shouldn't say I protect my health. I should say I invest in my health. So I get exercise on a daily basis, even if it's just a walk, but I lift weights here in Colorado. I go cross-country skiing pretty much every day. If not, then at least I'm going for a walk. I also snowshoe on a lot of those days. When we're in Arkansas, it's road cycling and, and again, weightlifting. I mean, I really invest in the physical strength because nothing happens without that. And I learned that one the hard way. It's really hard to give to others when you can't get out of bed. So, so that's one of my most important habits. Another habit is around my mental fitness, not mental health, but mental fitness. Just like I invest in physical fitness, I invest in the, in the mental fitness. So that does mean, you know, listening to that, the little the meditation stuff in the morning, really being mindful of the things I say to myself, you know, because so often what we say to ourselves, you know, our own self, self-talk, that kind of creates what happens for us. So I'm very, very mindful of that. Those are the big ones, I think. Obviously, and, and I, I like to read, I like to learn, I listen to podcasts. But when I think of pillar habits, I take care of the physical and I take care of the mental. And I also say like the emotional, spiritual side as well. You know, just reading on that, just being, you know, thinking about, am I connected to what's most important to me? Because if I'm not, I know it. That's when I hit struggle. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's when everything is more difficult. So that's, that's what I really invest in. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the self-talk because that is so oh. important. I'm finding that my middle daughter has a habit of saying negative things about herself and she's 10. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to, trying to stop that, you know, um, by yep. catching her when she does it. Um, because, yeah. you know, it's just not good. But um, no, it's, it's funny you mentioned that my, I have a couple nephews. They're my husband's, um, his sister's kids. They, and they're, they're both teenagers and one plays hockey. I think one plays soccer and that negative self-talk it was really coming up and uh, we, we recommended the PQ program because they have a six week program that helps people deprogram that self-talk and, you know, to reprogram in it in, into a more positive way. I mean, that's a very simplified way of saying it, 
but, and I was kind of thinking, you know, cause it's really meant for people 14 and older. And mm. I was thinking, you know, how's this going to work? But, you know, a little bit of adjustment, but it, it has helped a lot because like the one who plays hockey, like he'd get upset about stuff and that's just not, that's not good. Like you don't want to see your kids that way. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I think that it is a, uh, it's a, it's a critical component that we often overlook. We just think, yeah, we're just hard on ourselves, but we don't realize the damage that's actually doing. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Well, I've got one last question for you. We are at the, okay. uh, at the end of our time, but I do have one last question for you around the meaning of life mm-hmm. uh, through through your lens and you know the experiences of Bobby up to this point. What is the meaning of life? That is such a big question, Ryan. I think... And, and, you know, here's the thing. If you ask me in a week, maybe it would change. But here's what I think. <laughs> I think the meaning of life is when we continue to move closer and closer to the person that we were born to become. And that's just, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I don't think you need to say anything else. That's like right there says a lot. That's beautiful. And do you feel like you're doing that? You you personally? I think that every day, well, hopefully every day, I'm making strides towards it. That doesn't mean though, Ryan, that sometimes, you know, do I take a, do I take a step back? You know, do I backslide a little bit? Of course that happens, unfortunately, but that's always my, my progression that that's my intent. So yeah, I think I'm making progress. How dare you be human, you know? (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm all too human. (laughs) (laughs) So Bobby, if, uh, if people want to connect with you, where should we send them? Yeah. Either my website, which is just bobbykaler.com. Do you want me to spell that, Ryan, or are you going to put it in the show notes? You could spell it, but I'm, I'm going to put it in the show notes too. Okay. It's just B-O-B-B-I-K-A-H-L-E-R.com. And then also on LinkedIn, I'm super active on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I make a point of posting several times a week and I've got a newsletter either through LinkedIn or on my website. And of course, they can find out about my podcast on the website too. Excellent. Thanks, Bobby. Great job. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.